Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef West Step, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it, that Outer Banks state of mind that y'all love so much. You want to plug in? Tune in here. This podcast is brought to you by NC Coast Grill and Bar in Duck, North Carolina. NC Coast Grill and Bar celebrates the flavors of the coastal south while bringing in cross-cultural and global influences to the Outer Banks. Hey, this is Chef West Step from Outer Banks Raw. This is part two of our fitness, health, and wellness series down here at the Outer Banks Raw. And today I have a very special guest. We've been buddies for a long time. Today we have Levi Burge, who is a personal trainer as well as a professional bodybuilder. How you doing, Levi? Doing good. Good. So, okay, Levi. Levi has been my personal trainer since how long, Levi? It's 2008. 2008. Okay, it is 2022, and I have had Levi next to my side, and he will testify that I am, like, the best client he's ever had (laughs) because I follow all directions. Okay, Mm. we know that's a bunch of stuff. But anyway, Levi, tell me a little bit about your bodybuilding and your personal training service. What do you do with the bodybuilding stuff? Okay, so I've been weight training for most of my life. I started competing in bodybuilding when I was 18 years old. That was 2006. And I've been competing ever since, really. Obviously, I started out amateur. I can't really tell you exactly how many shows I've done, but I've done about 30 bodybuilding contests at this point. All natural too, right? All natural contests. I started out competing. I mean, I've always been an all natural athlete, but I started out competing in just whatever federation was there. So I did, I competed with the NPC, which is the untested side of the sport for a little while. And and then when I got to the national level, it was kind of like, okay, I can't really go the distance with most of these guys. Right. (laughs) You know, but I, they're they're using like performance enhancing drugs yes, and stuff, which yes, is not yes. legal in all natural, correct? Yes. So yes. no steroids, so, basically. Yeah, no steroids. <laughs> so I am polygraphed before every contest, and I'm drug tested either before or after every contest. So yeah, they they ask you about all the supplements that you take in, and and they ask you, have you taken any of these drugs? They've got a big old list that you can't mess with. And so some of the stuff that you buy at GNC, I can't take. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this year alone, I know because I trained with you, you competed in three different contests. Tell me about those three and how'd you place? So, so I actually, I did six total contests this year, Okay. but I did two of them in the spring. And then I did another smaller contest at the beginning of my fall season, whatever. But yeah, so I did this year, I did the OCB which is a natural bodybuilding organization. I did the OCB Yorton Cup, which is kind of like our, our Super Bowl, and I won right. that. And awesome. I was I was totally stoked to win that. That's been a long time. They, they call it the, the Yorton Cup World Championships, and I've been aiming at that title for a long time, so I was stoked to win that. And then three weeks later, I did the Mr. America contest, 
And the Mr. America contest is not with a particular federation. It's its own deal. So as long as you're a professional in some drug-tested organization, then you can come and compete at the, the Mr. America contest. So I got uh, second place in the short class and fourth place overall at the Mr. America. I was aiming higher than that. I might have done a little bit better than that, but I actually tore my solace five days before the contest. Right, I so, remember that. Yeah. Flipping around like a gimp. <laughs> Pitiful. <laughs> had, the, had the brace on my Shrek foot. Shrek with a leg wound. Yes, it was rough, but I survived. But I, I fought through it, did that contest, and I looked good, but I was a hair off from where I was at the Yorton Cup. And then I got, I finished my season with the IPE, which is another natural organization. I did their world championships and got third place there. And obviously it's two spots lower than what I was aiming at, but there was just some awesome guys there. Also, just from watching you throughout the years, this bodybuilding and when you do the competitions and stuff like that, it's really, it's not driven by the money. It's more driven by the passion. Wouldn't you agree? Y yes, absolutely. And it's a whole family deal. You got your wife has got to, I mean, even though she's not lifting weights with you and everything, she's got to support you. You got how many kids? You got four sons, yep. correct? Yeah, we got four boys. Yep. The ages are, let's see, we got almost two almost 12 on the other end, 10 and six. So we're kind of all over the place. <laughs> so you're needless to say in impeccable shape. Do you work out Levi like all the time? Is that all you do is work out? Because that's a question that you get, I'm sure. Yes, yes. You get people who think that I train for eight hours a day or something. And when I'm getting close to a contest, I might be training for two, two and a half hours a day. But most of the time, I do a 30 to 45-minute weight workout, and I do 20 minutes of cardio. I do that usually with the weight workouts. It's either four or five days a week. And with cardio, it's three to five days a week. Right. And then there is the constant, of course, is the nutrition. Yes, that's the biggie. That's obviously. the Achilles heel of most people. Would you agree? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've got two Achilles heels. I've got nutrition and cardio. <laughs> Levi knows that yes. I totally hate cardio. <laughs> Every day he's like, you can eat cardio in. Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. The other right? day you got 12 minutes in. <laughs> I got 12 minutes in. When I first met you, Levi, I remember Remember how I used to do it where I do like the boot camps in the morning and yep. I would no carbs and everything wrong that you can do, basically. You, know, the, you, you agree? All the good old fad diets. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would, yeah. So I was like low carb in it. I was running like five, six miles in the morning on the beach. Then I'd go train what was left of me with Levi doing weights, and he would just shake his walking, head. Walking into the gym, dropping sand all over the place from running on the beach with the boot camps. Yeah. <laughs> And then I injured myself. I don't know how that happened, but I <laughs> injured my knee. Remember that, right? Yes. Because that was the beginning of our journey together. After you did the Tough Mudder. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did the Tough Mudder, which was a lot of fun, and it looks much better in the rearview mirror than it does ever. I never want to do another one, okay? But it was a lot of fun at the time. And you did it. Yeah, and I did it. And I ripped, uh, tore my meniscus in my knee, and I had to get surgery on that. And then I came back to the gym, and this is where, I don't remember, what year was that, Levi? I think you did the Tough Mudder in 2011. Gotcha. I think, at the end of 2011. And then you did that first bodybuilding contest beginning of 2012. Gotcha. When we cranked it down. 
Yeah. Well, I'll never forget when you looked at me and I was limping around on crutches and everything. And you said, you need to quit all this crazy mess you're doing and just train for a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I can work out. I can do that stuff. But I said, I can't eat like you. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, because Levi, being a bodybuilder and being somebody that's on what a lot of people would consider an extreme end, it's like, you know, he'd eat brown rice and oatmeal and chicken breast and sweet potato and raw spinach out of a bag. And I'm a chef. So... I love food too much to be eating like that for any reason whatsoever. And I might be able to do it for like 20 minutes, but by no means am I going to do it for three months. And you told me at that point in time was, I'll never forget, you looked at me and you said, look, I'll give you the parameters. You're the chef. Figure it out, right? Yep. But things that you helped me with, and, and I'd like to see, this is from my perception, and see if it triggers anything on your part, was you set me up with a goal. And the goal was this bodybuilding competition Mm -hmm. that I had no desire to really do because I'm not a bodybuilder. I might play one on television, but I'm not really (laughs) a bodybuilder. And so I had a goal. Yeah. And then you were my trainer, and we only trained for, what, about 35 minutes with weights? With Yeah, the program that I had you set up on at that point, I think I had you doing six days a week was 20 minutes of cardio. Right. And that was just getting your heart rate 120 to 130, just treadmill, elliptical, whatever you wanted to do. And then five days a week, we did weight training, and we were just doing a 30-minute workout. Right. You know? And that's all you were doing with me. Then the rest was just the just the diet. And was, was the food. Yeah. And, you know, I was getting text messages from Harris Teeter at like five <laughs> o'clock at night. West is, West is like, Levi, how about this, man? <laughs> like, yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah. Probably I, not that. <laughs> I remember when uh, Dr. Sanchez took a picture of me uh, at the uh, bar at Ocean Boulevard eating a piece of dessert. And he said he's going to send that to Levi. I was like... <laughs> This is a small town, guys, okay? <laughs> yes. So you set me up with the workout schedule, which was my body completely pretty much transformed, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we take, okay, see if I can remember because it's been a little while ago, but I think we started you, you were like 190 pounds, maybe a little bit more than 190, and at the end of 12 weeks, you were 170 pounds. Right. I think the waist measurement was like 34 inches down to 30 inches, I think is what we got. Or maybe it was 31 inches for that first one. Right. For the second contest you did, we got it down a little bit lower than right. that. I think it was 30 inches. For and that when one. you're talking about waist measurements, a lot of people are talking about the pants I'm wearing. That's not what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about measuring around the belly button all the way around your waist up there because then you're getting a little bit more of the, the obliques, the, the love handles and yeah. all that good stuff. <laughs> Which I definitely had. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, he did not at the end. (laughs) But I did not at the end. I was pretty much amazed by the transformation. Now, I remember I balked on some of this stuff. Would you consider it a balk or it was just me being West and trying to write my own script? You talking about like the... uh, Like I started to want to run on the treadmill uh, rather than walk on the treadmill. And Levi would stare at me from across (laughs) the gym. I'm like... Bang it off. (laughs) He goes, are you running my muscle off of your, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And 
I remember saying that. Yeah. And then I wanted to cut carbs because remember, that was one of the things you were like, okay, you need what? Complex carbohydrates, correct? Yes, yes. And it's it's about balance, you know. So, right. so where you've got the fad diets that say cut all the carbohydrates out and eat all the fats you want, or you've got the other fad that says, okay, don't eat any fat at all. So the two extremes are really not that good. And then there's a lot of different diets, but balance is important. So you got to have some of everything. You've got to have enough protein, and especially training for a bodybuilding contest. Most people would look at it and say that you're eating too much protein, but right. to, to build and maintain muscle mass, you're going to be eating a lot of protein. And then the carbohydrate, you got to keep the carbohydrate up because that's going to help keep your metabolism up. If you cut the, the carbohydrate out completely, then your metabolism is going to slow down over time. And eventually you're just going to be burning off muscle mass, which obviously as a bodybuilder, you, you don't want to do. Well, right. and really nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to do. Because you want to have the shape of the muscle under there. And if, if you cut out all healthy fats, then your body's going to be, your hormones are going to get messed up and stuff like that. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that happens when you cut all your fat out. I remember, and this is one thing about Levi is Levi's very serious. Okay. So <laughs> I'm kind of a, a jokester, but Levi's very serious. But I remember going up to him with alternative plan for his plan, which was I should cut carbs and I should run because I started to see results and I wanted to speed it up. Levi's like slow and steady wins the race. And I'm like, I want to be the hare, you know, I want to get there first. And I remember once, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember you looking, you standing there in the gym, we were probably in some part of the sports club. Yeah. And you looked at me and you said, look at me, look at you. <laughs> and of course, Levi's jacked out. He's a bodybuilder. And then there's me, you know, I said, yeah. And he looked at me because let me do the planning for this thing. Okay. And um, it made a difference because I was like, okay, against my better judgment, I'm going to follow Levi's plan. And then it was about three months later, right, is when I stepped up on stage for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a 12-week process. And, yeah, I'm trying to think the, the parameters that we set. Basically, I was trying with him to lose about a pound to a pound and a half a week. And that, that's about what we accomplished. We actually right. accomplished a little bit more than that, I think. But Wes, being Wes, he wants to see six pounds on the scale after a week, not one or two pounds. Right. So that's where I was kind of like, okay, man, take it, hold, hold back the reins a little bit. But yeah, it was 12 weeks. Yeah. Now, the other thing too, Levi, is when I cut out all the extracurricular stuff I was doing and all the West Step approach to how you get in better shape, and I, and I stuck to the Levi plan, when I left the gym, I wasn't completely annihilated. Now, I'm training for a bodybuilding competition, so you'd think I'd be completely annihilated. You know what I mean? Yep. But you were always said... What'd you always say to me? It was like, we're trying to do something to the muscle, not annihilate it. Yeah, stimulate, not annihilate. That's the old Lee Haney right. <laughs> phrase. Yeah, yeah. But it was like I'd left with energy, you know, yeah. when before some of the stuff I was doing, it was like uh, there was really nothing but a warm form left for the rest of the day. Yeah, and. Yeah. 
so what we would do is short. I mean, obviously with a 30 minute weight workout, it was intense. It was an intense 30 minutes, but really you're not absolutely destroying yourself. You're not in there for an hour, hour and a half, just beating one muscle group to death. You know, we were just taking the legs one day, the chest one day, the back one day, the arms one day and the shoulders one day. And really getting a good pump and really stimulating the muscle, but not, like you say, not trying to annihilate it. Out of the people that you train, how many bodybuilders do you actually train? I don't train any bodybuilders right now. I've worked with some people getting ready for contests, but I don't really train any bodybuilders. And the bulk of your clientele is probably between age group? Between 50 and 65 is average. Right. Yeah. You become part of all of their lives, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Trying to keep people healthy, keep them, keep them mobile, <laughs> you know, keep them active. Right. And now you see a lot of changes in these people when they come into you, right? From, Absolutely. From the beginning yeah. to the to where they're at today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the goal is that there's never actually an end. You know? Right. <laughs> that, there's never that, actually an end. That people are just just being healthy because it's not. It's not about, you know, getting in shape for a short period of time, but it's about the longevity of it, you know, maintaining it for the rest of your life and just being healthy. I tell this to a lot of people. Basically, most people have bodybuilding goals. Right. You know, they just don't necessarily want to be on stage. I mean, you want to build some muscle, you want to burn the fat, but you're not going to live like that all the time. I mean, I, I have a pretty disciplined diet most of the time. Right. But, you know, I ate a cookie the other day with my, my son. It's off season. You know what I mean? If right. I, if I want a slice of pizza, I can eat a slice of pizza. That's what I call off season, pretty disciplined diet, but there's definitely cheats in it. When I get ready for a contest, it's on, this is what I'm doing. These are the workouts that I'm doing, this much cardio. This is what the diet looks like. You know, there's no cheating at all for usually I set 16 weeks to do a contest prep. Well, that's what I encourage most people to do. Like for you, we actually did a bodybuilding contest. Right. And that just gave you a goal. We didn't actually have to do the bodybuilding contest. What's some other goals you would give to somebody that didn't want to do a bodybuilding contest? So you could totally, I tell people all the time, just say, okay, I've got my goal, whether it's a number of of pounds that you want to lose, whether it's, uh, like I say, a weight that you want to get to or inches off the waist that you want to get to, whatever it is, a pant size, a shirt size. Pair of jeans size, that you haven't yeah, fit into yeah. in 15 years. Yeah. Well, what I tell people all the time is if you just take a certain amount of time, and that time might not be 16 weeks, it might not be 12 weeks, it might be four weeks or six weeks, and you just say, okay, for this four weeks or six weeks or whatever it is, I'm going to be super disciplined. There's not going to be any cheats. It's just going to be total focus on this, and it's just going to be disciplined. And at the end of that, then you can go into more maintenance mode, what I would call my off-season, where eat healthy, be healthy, continue to work out and exercise and all that good stuff, do your cardio, West. Yeah. (laughs) uh, But you can have a cheat now and then. You know, you go to a birthday party, have a piece of cake, you know, but don't have a piece of cake every day. No. I have a problem with that too, (laughs) with cupcakes. (laughs) Levi will know when I'm like off on a bench. So someone like me, when I go off season, I'm really off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even the friggin' pizza guy tells Levi what I order pizza. That, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty I, bad. I totally trained the pizza guy, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pizza I mean, Levi goes, how was the pizza? 
another great thing that you do, and one thing that keeps people out of the gym, is they may have injuries, or they may feel like their shoulders are, you know, they, they ruined them playing football, or cheerleading, or whatever it was, you know what I mean? A lot of times, I think people set up reasons for failure before they ever open the door. You work really well. Like when we trained for that bodybuilding competition, the first one, I had just gotten out of knee surgery just about a month fresh. or so before. Yeah, it was fresh. And I was like, how am I going to do squats? How am I going to train my legs? And you were like, I'll take care of it. And Very we hardly used carefully. any weight, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the it. bar. Yeah. But you were really strict on my form, yep. which kept it out of my knees completely, and I was able to do it. And so when somebody's hurt— and I've been hurt a few times in that, however yeah. many years that is. Yeah. I know you're good at it. So tell me, if someone's hurt and that's keeping them out of the gym, what's a good trainer do? Yeah. So, well, that is where the importance of a trainer or knowledgeable information is, is good. I mean, you never want to work through pain. I say work around it. A little bit of uncomfortability is okay in a lot of situations, but again, depending on what the injury is, but it's about working a muscle, not killing anything that's that's like the joints, right. you know? What would you look for? Let's say you were Wes instead of you, you're not Levi, you're not got all this bodybuilding knowledge and everything, but you're yeah. West when we first met. Yeah. And you go to a place, what are you kind of looking for out of a trainer? You know what I mean? So you get the right one. Yeah. I mean, I would say somebody who's got experience. Right. And I would say somebody who is focused on the longevity. Somebody who's not necessarily pushing you to get five more reps no matter what. I mean, uh, there's a time and a place for everything. I got right. it. But you got to balance is good. Oftentimes when I talk to women about just getting into better shape, they want to stay completely clear of resistance training because they think they're going to end up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger or some big beefy chick that is on some sort of fitness magazine or something. And how likely is that, Levi? Yeah, well, the big beefy chick that you see on the magazine is totally shooting testosterone <laughs> in her butt. So <laughs> I tell it to women all the time, you are not going to wake up with arms that look like mine. Right. If you do, you have been working ridiculously hard to get there and most likely utilize drugs to get there. Right. <laughs> you know? And you do train women as well, right? I train lots of women, yeah. Yeah. What do you hear from them? I mean, because, you know, I know that they come in and a lot of times they're like, okay, I don't know about this resistance training. They're looking yeah. for it, but they keep coming back, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've got a lady just started with me back a, a couple months ago. And at first she's just like, oh, I hate this weight training stuff. I don't like it at all. I don't want to get big muscles. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I'm just like, okay, all right, all right. You know, just try this. Just, you know, okay got her doing the the normal program but obviously we're not trying to go crazy intense or anything but she starts seeing results after a couple weeks even i mean this is a very right. i mean this is one of those genetically blessed people that sees results pretty quick and so she's just doing what i tell her to do and she starts seeing results and she just keeps right on coming back she's like i hate it i hate it i hate it but she keeps coming right back and she's like i love the way my arms look now you yeah, know yeah. it's like i can 
can see the shape of the muscle in there and they're not big, you know? <laughs> she's, she's, no, they're not big, but know. they're toned. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But as we get older, not you, you're only, what, 35? Yes, I'm 35. Yeah, young pup. Anyway, <laughs> 35, barely out of diapers, but he's built. So for people who are getting older, like myself, or in the other age group zones, it's not really necessarily all about building muscle. It's about retaining muscle, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's because as you get absolutely. older, you generally will just lose muscle unless you're yep. doing something, yep. whether you're a woman or a man, Yep. To retain that muscle. Yeah, absolutely. I'm working with a good handful of, of guys who are in their upper 60s and 70s. And yeah, I mean, the goal is just, okay, let's keep training these muscles. Let's make them a little stronger than what they are. But the goal isn't necessarily to add weight. It's let's just keep it all healthy. Bone density is a really big deal too, right. you know, especially for women. Your bone starts to deteriorate yeah. <laughs> over time as you get older. And resistance training, weight training is really big for increasing bone density. Right. And the nutrition is a lifetime process. But we were just talking about it actually today in the gym when we were talking about some people going through some health difficulties and stuff like that. Yeah. And so much of it comes from just bad nutrition yep. and not taking care of themselves physically. And the next thing you know, you have all this collateral damage, which could have been avoided way before you ever met a doctor. Absolutely. I mean, just eating whole foods, which is, you know, that's the big thing that I told you when yeah. we started. Yeah, it's what I tell everybody when, when we start. Focus on eating whole foods. Eat food closest to how it appears in nature. Right. The more it's processed, the less your body recognizes it as food, the harder it is for it to utilize it, the more likely it is to store it as fat. But it's not just that. When you're eating all these processed foods and processed says sugar all the time, it creates a lot of inflammation in the body, which encourages cancer, which encourages every other kind of sickness and causes joint pain. I right. mean, a lot of people, I mean, while well, you know, if we go off for a weekend and eat whatever we want back in the gym on Monday, it's like the elbows, the shoulders, right. the knees, everything's just a little creaky. You just got that inflammation. Yeah, you remember when we trained for that first bodybuilding competition, which was the first time I'd actually, I'd exercised plenty before that, doing all different kinds of stuff, including working out with Levi and weight training and, and a lot of intense cardio type stuff to get ready for the Tough Mudder and everything like that. But I never really had practiced in the nutrition angle. Yeah. My philosophy was, if I'm doing all this, I should be able to eat whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I remember my lower back quit hurting. Do you yeah. remember that? It yeah, was like yeah, my lower right. back. And we still use that as a gauge today. If I take a couple months off and eat whatever the <laughs> heck I want, Levi go, how's your back? <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was because I lost a lot of weight or something. And Levi's like, you haven't lost that much weight. But basically, you're the one that informed me that all the sugars I was eating, all the yeah. processed foods that I was eating was causing this inflammation. Yep. So I might have a little injury there from when I was 17 or whatever, falling out of a truck. I am yeah. from West Virginia. <laughs> but yes. my back doesn't hurt anymore. You know what I mean? As long as I'm, and it's not about how much weight I gain, it's about what I eat. Yes. Because when I start eating bad, it starts hurting again. Yep. I remember in the journal on the first journal you ever did for me, 
all right, or at least it was the first one for the bodybuilding competition. You had a saying on there. You wrote on the front of the journal. Do you remember that? I think it's up on your wall in which one is it? Uh, is it the most people fail? Oh yeah, of, the the reason that? most people fail instead of succeed is that they trade what they want most for what they want at the moment. That's it. And that's Gene Flynn had that up on the gym in that first gym that I ever worked out in back in the day. And I've written it on the front of every training log that I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes so much sense because whether you're just trying to lose a couple pounds or if you're trying to do a bodybuilding competition or if you're just trying to change your life in general, it always boils down to a moment. It's like, if I can get through this moment and you're the one that taught me that when you're really craving food or you really want to eat something, it's like, oh my God, I really got to have that piece of pizza. And I'm trying, you know, it's not going to fit in my goal zone, but you were like, well, go ahead and eat. Just don't eat the pizza. Eat a half a chicken breast and a sweet potato or whatever it is, and, and the craving will be gone. And it always has proven true to me. It's like if I eat the right thing at the time that I'm craving the wrong thing, I'm still on the right track and I'm, the craving subsided. Yeah, I remember many cases when you said you were starving, went and ate an orange. Yeah. Right, right? You, and you said gave it 20 minutes and feeling fine. I was you know? fine after that. When we first did the first bodybuilding competition, he gave me all the parameters of how to eat. And what I did was coupled it with my chef techniques on how to make the food actually fun. That was where Tastefully Fit got born. Levi, I appreciate you being here today, and I appreciate everything you do. Now, look, before we take off out of this joint, if you got somebody starting from square one, what would you say, what's the first step? What, where, what are they doing? Well, I'd say first step, you're listening to this podcast. You've already taken a step in the right direction, right? So second step you want to do your research. Don't just go into the gym and start trying to flounder around, make up something, watch somebody doing something. Find a solid program, whether that's talking to a personal trainer is probably a great idea. I read a lot of books when I first got started. I read the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger right. and uh, a lot of different books. I, I got my first program from the Joe Weider's bodybuilding program. I forget exactly what it's called. But basically, so there it told me, okay, so I'm going to train these muscles on these days with these exercises. And then I'm going to do these muscles on these this day with these exercises. So I had a solid program, so I'm not going in and hurting myself. Right. And it's sustainable, so I know, okay, I've done this exercise, this exercise, and this exercise. I'm good to go. I can walk away. I'm not going to do too much, not going to hurt myself. The biggest thing, like we said before, is consistency over intensity. It's not about going and doing an awesome workout today. It's about, okay, can I do this workout again tomorrow and can I continue to do it for the rest of my life? And is it gonna be beneficial or is it gonna be tearing me down? Right. Yeah, so that's really what I would say. Anyway, yes. thanks Levi, the man with the plan. Levi Burge, appreciate you coming in. Appreciate you talking to me today. Always. All right, buddy, you take care. So, that's a close to another Outer Banks Raw Recipes for Living, another one of our health and fitness series with Levi Burge. We really appreciate him coming in. And you know, one thing, if you're just getting started out there and you're not sure where to start, and we talked about nutrition and cardio and weightlifting and all this other stuff, just start with one, one you're comfortable with. You don't have to eat the whole elephant in one bite, okay? Things will progress, but get started, get moving. 
that's what we need to do. Thanks a lot for tuning in today and hit uh, like or subscribe to Outer Banks Raw for that Outer Banks state of mind.